0: You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awaken Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com.
1: Today, I awaken to the Word of God. This year, I step into my potential. I dream big, I think abundantly, and I act boldly. I am an overcomer. I declare an open heaven over my life in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Here we go. Come on, man. So, all right. While we're standing, I'm just gonna tell you real quick what happened, because it's radical. I've been messing up. Bob, I see you up in the corner, and this is pretty much your fault. But in love, Bob drops this nugget after the last time I preached about the Statue of Liberty and Jesus and the correlation. I went on a rabbit trail down this dark dive. I mean, I geeked out like my wife knows I can, and I'm, I'm telling you, epic message. And we're on this new one We the sh- people, we the people. Yeah, yeah, we the people, it will be up there. And then I'm just thinking during this season, man, why can't I have more patience for people, Lord? So I'm praying for myself all the time. Do you find this meme? This is kind of like my life. Do we have the Scotty? It says, how are you always so calm? Because I don't argue with stupid people. I just cut it short and say, you're right. That's completely ridiculous. You're right. I was like, that's a word from heaven. Someone needed that. Because you take yourself too serious. We're laughing in church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go through this thing. He hands me a book. Then a week later called The Harbinger 2. Jonathan Khan, Messianic Jew. Gets radically saved. Now he's prophesying like you wouldn't believe. And I'm going deep dive even deeper. Two weeks. I'm working on the most epic message. The title of my message. Do we have the title of my message? Oh, yeah. The Harbinger. Bob, do you like that? Yeah. Well, then guess what? All last night, I'm trying to land the plane. Come on, God, how am I landing the plane? And he keeps giving me prophetic words for people. So here's my five pages of notes that are epic. Got some good stuff out of the training of the 12. I mean, I'm just kicking up, but I can't figure out how to land the plane. So at least I got notes and I'm gonna prophesy over a few people right now because if God's given me a word, I'm gonna deliver it. And I can't do it, so I'm so frustrated. My wife walks in, pray for my wife. She's the only one that has to deal with me. You don't. I'm always like, you're really grumpy. I said, babe, you just go do your cherished thing with all your girls and get out of my way. I'm trying to figure out how to land the plane on a serious sermon that God is not releasing right now in my spirit. And she goes, well, you need to check yourself. I'm like, babe, just leave the room. These things do not concern you. She goes, yeah, they do. (sighs) So I'm in there arguing with God. He keeps giving me a word. Am I good for you, God? I don't need a word for them. I need a word for my church. Help your brother out because you've given me some other people that are getting help right now. Fast forward. I go to bread upset with the Lord because I could not land on it. And I woke up this morning at five and I just went on a prayer walk, pretty much repenting, like I have an attitude problem. This is helping somebody out. I wanna help you. And I'm in there and God says, do you trust me? And I start like, <laughs> yeah, I trust you to finish my message. And he says, do you trust me? And then 2 Corinthians 5. And I want you today, if you're gonna do anything, go on a word search. I'm gonna give you some stuff, but you know, I like words with friends. I like some of the games on my phone. I like playing Chinese checkers with my wife on a date. But sometimes why don't we have a word championship? Who can find the word the quickest? Babe, if I find it faster than you, you're gonna massage my feet for 20 minutes. I'm finding the word so fast. But I just want to tell you this morning I heard 2 Corinthians 10:5. We say we. we. We the people. Come on, this is a series. We, we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps us from knowing God. Oh, Second, we, just say we, that's it. We. Capture <laughs> their my rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. This morning I had a moment where I had to have a come-to-moment Jesus, he was helping me out saying, Do you trust me? started giving me words. I'm not done giving you words. Give me a few more words for people. And then I went inside going, God, what am I going to preach? And I had a text message from a pastor in Texas that says, God put it on my heart this morning to give you this scripture for your church. And he says, it's not your burden. And in his text, he said, do you trust him? And in that moment, I texted him back. I said, you're messing me up, Pastor. And he says, no, I felt like you were trying to do something but not listening. And God's trying to do something for your church that will help you. Yet you're not listening. Do you trust him? You need to take some stuff captive and let God move in your life. And immediately, God spoke to me on three points that I'm about to give you. So I want to tell you, I'm going to pray for us, and we're going to get right into it. Because God then confirmed that word, and I said, God, you can do anything. He goes, I know, do you trust me? And I said, yeah. And then 10 minutes later, another person texted me and said, hey, I wanna tell you a testimony. God put it on my heart. I need to share an impact that you had on my wife and I when you prayed for a miracle. We got our miracle, here's the testimony. It was a confirmation, because my team worked so hard at my office works their butt off for me, I take off, do all this stuff. And yet this person had to say, you and your team believed and prayed for me and my wife, and we got our miracle. It's supernatural. The doctors don't have an explanation. Here's the graph. Sent me the chart. Sent me everything. He says, that's what you and your office do. Humbled me again. And then I got to the first service and then I'm about to bring up Matt Tuggle. So I want you to come up here, grab a mic. and I want you to share it with what you just shared for me. Because listen, lives are altered because we don't put God in a box and stick to what our plan was. We got to move and get out of the way and let God do what he's going to do so you can get your miracle. I can get my miracle. I got what I needed this morning and I realized, am I trusting God in every area of my life? Am I trusting him just in my finances? Am I trusting him in my marriage? Am I trusting him in every area? Am I trusting him for that that job promotion? Am I trusting him with my kids? Or am I trying to think I can control them? What are we not trusting God in? He's about to speak to us. And I want us to get mindful because then God told me, I'm redeeming the word mindfulness. It's my word first. So Heavenly Father, God, I thank you right now. Lord, that as we allow you to breathe on our life right now. We take inventory of our heart. We take inventory of our mind of maybe some thoughts that don't line up with your kingdom. God, and I thank you, Lord, that you're renewing our mind right now, that you're allowing us to see what kingdom mindset looks like, that, God, you're helping heal us, restore us. God, I ask, Lord, that you highlight the areas that we're not fully trusting you. God, we yield this morning. God, I pray for a supernatural encounter that we will take a knee to what you want for our life because you have the best plans for our life. God, you designed us to be dream chasers. And God, I thank you, Lord, that people are getting restored today. People will be set free today. Burdens will be lifted today. Anxiety will be broken right now. God, I thank you for supernatural healing in the mighty name of Jesus. Everybody said... Amen. Listen, come on, let's give it up for God. I want you to share that testimony one second. Where's John Leposky? This is what in 524 the Lord said to me about you, son. That God is breaking the spirit of intimidation off you. There's been an assignment, an attack, and God says, no more. Yeah. It's almost like you'll feel something rise up. A spirit of the Lord is upon you and he says you have the goods, you have what it takes. You have an even more increasing opportunity and there will be no doubt you will walk through that door. You will step out in faith and I won't let you dash your foot. And he showed me Psalm 91 and then even how the devil taunted Jesus in Matthew 4:6. He said, I will order the angels to protect you, John and they will hold you up with their hands so that you won't even hurt your foot on any stone. God, I thank you for this mighty young man, a world changer in our midst. God, I thank you, Lord, that heaven is open. You're revealing even greater truths and the spirit of boldness is upon him. He will not be intimidated. God, he will run. He will finish without a stubble on a toe. God, I thank you, Lord, that your angels are around him. God, I thank you for what he's about to do. I thank you that he has a heart for young people, that he mentors, they look up to him, but God, he has a word of knowledge and power and a prophetic voice unleashed to this generation in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Come on. <clears throat> what I love it. God is uh, so good. Can't leave dad out. Mark Leposki right here, front and center. I felt... When I was praying for you, and I wasn't even praying, this is what I was doing, I was seeking God for my message. I wanna tell you, it was selfish. And God would nudge, he would flash a name and a face and then give me the word. And obedience is where I got my breakthrough, just so I can help you. Obedience. Yesterday on the Samar, I was on my way somewhere and I witnessed something, but I stopped and everyone else fled and I saved a kid's life. And I tell you that because everything in me, I was late, I was supposed to be doing this, my wife is a chair, all this stuff. But everyone fled, and the Holy Spirit told me, go help that kid. I got to witness to him, tell him Jesus loves him, get him to the place of rescue, love up on his life, get, leave my number with them, and said, hey, make sure I, I'll pray for him. I prayed over him, the kid was losing his mind. I mean, but I'm telling you, we got to be inconvenienced. And that's where your breakthrough is. Mark Leposki. It says, you will train those in the chaos because I have trained you, says the Lord. You're like a sniper. There's gongs, distractions, everything around you. The enemy is throwing everything at you, but you are like a sniper with your eye on the bullseye and nothing will take you off the target that I have set before you, says the Lord. You will hear me. You did hear right, take the shot. I am with you, says the Lord. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for Mark Leposki, mighty man, a sniper in the kingdom of righteousness, because there is a right way of doing things. So God, and I thank you, Lord, that you are with him in the middle of the battle, in the middle of the storm, in the middle of the chaos, he hears your voice. Take the shot in the name of Jesus. Come on. All right, last one. Come on, I don't know. Joe. Mighty Joe. Yeah, you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, don't try running. Hold him down. Hold him down. So I saw this picture this morning when I was praying, and it was you. And I saw a guy choking, and you started looking around. You and your wife were at dinner, and some guys started choking. You were looking around, and it was like God was showing me. You were looking around going, oh, my gosh, can anybody help this person? And then God said, no, you are. And you jumped up. and you saved this guy's life. And God says, you do that for more people than you know. One word of encouragement, one word of thinking for you, it's just no big deal, like, oh, is there anybody else? You always have that word and God's using you in a more mighty way than you could ever know, but now he wants you to know. It's like you're on highlight reel. You have the goods and you are, those words of encouragement are like gold in their life and God is putting people around you and where maybe in the past you've just thrown it off as no big deal God's saying it is a big deal those are my kids and I love them and I put them around you because you're a bold leader that has words that they need that they can hold on to that they will be anchors and cornerstones in their life that will rebuild their life and I see specifically that you drop wisdom and it brings people back to life Your blessings come from the Lord and there's more where that came from and you're gonna see and they're gonna get weightier and weightier because you trust him. And in trusting him, he's gonna use you at at far lengths of the world. You're gonna say to yourself at one point, so I wanted to highlight it now, how did I get in this room? And God says, because I trust you and I put you there and you got a word for them. In the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for this mighty man. I thank you for the influence that he has. I thank you for the words of wisdom that he has. Let them be released throughout the earth in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on. All right, now I can preach right after you hear this. So, of course, I'm not putting God in the Don't worry, we'll get to it. Matt leans over and he, and he hits me up and he says, I just heard the most radical DNA testimony that I've heard since I've been doing this. And I wanna tell you, when you come into a church, this is a place, it's an altar where God alters your life, but it's also a hospital. And that's why what I love about here, this is the real deal Holy Field. This is an authentic place. We're not met, you guys could all be seated. I know that's a long stand. I'm sorry, you're so respectful. I mean, I'm like, why are my legs hurting? Cause yours were, yeah. But what I love about it, this is a real place and we're not asking you to be perfect. We're asking you to be discipleable. We all got our ish, people, and we're just working it out together with zero judgment, but we're along the way. The minute you put that Christianese mask on, we can't help you. But share what you just shared with me. I wanna thank
0: you, brother, for letting me share in this. Um, can't give it full justice, but such a cool guy and his girlfriend, we met him in DNA, and I said, how'd you guys find church? He says, bro, it's a big story. And I said, okay, well, I'm here. 11 starts at half an hour. Let's go. And so he shares with me, and um, keep it men's prayer short here. But thank you. Uh, a Marine, good guy, you know, COVID, uh, isolation, all this, comes across hard times, loses his girlfriend, and uh, devil gets into his head and says, You should take your life. And so he, uh, in a moment of darkness, pulls out the gun, cocks, click, the gun stalls hits his knees, his parents, family go to this church. He says, God, show me. I want to know you. And this is what just hit me is like, you see our pastors fighting to keep the house open. And there was a house open. So he rolls over here, gets saved, started asking me, I've been to Prayer. He's like, have I not been to miss? I haven't missed a single time this place has been open. His life's been radically changed, saved, redeemed, got his girlfriend back, she's saved. They're both in the house today, and I just want to encourage us. This is why we fight. This is why we have pastors that fight. Come on. Because this is the house of transformation. Oh,
1: oh, oh and church ain't essential. Messing me up twice today. That's why we got to keep praying for people. That's why we got to go after every lost one out there that doesn't know where to turn. That's why we got to be bold and say, yeah, our church is open. We're not going anywhere. So I'd love to meet you. God bless you. And uh, thank you for sharing that story because here's the truth. So many people were in that same spot but didn't maybe have parents praying for them. And it didn't end the same way. Intercessory prayer is a real thing. I'm standing proof for it. So the title of my new message at uh, 544 this morning was, Will You Trust Me? Hello. You know, because I went down this rabbit trail, I realized I was getting caught up in all this end time stuff. Is Jesus returning? And the Holy Spirit said to me last night, Don't be distracted. Don't be distracted. But you can read Matthew 24 because I want you to know the word of God. Matthew 24, 36 just starts off. I'll read the first line. It says, however, no one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen, not even the angels in heaven or the son himself, only the father knows. And then it goes on to, teach in verse 37 all the way to 42, which I encourage you to go read. It's powerful because we can get on Facebook. We can get into these things and get lost. And we we start getting fearful or anxious about end times. How do I know I was part of it? And God just says, stop it and then immediately showed me, I need you to redeem mindfulness. So mindfulness by definition is the quality or state of being conscious or aware of something. It's amazing, some Christians, man, you say that word, they get a little freaky. It's like, you're getting a little Eastern religion on us. I'm like, oh. And then I say, God, how do you, how do you say that? And how do you explain that? He says, well, it's all throughout the word. And so when I did a deep dive, mindfulness is a technique of deliberately focusing your attention on the present. I say present time consciousness. But what God revealed to me, secular mind, mindfulness is horizontal. In other words, you pay attention to yourself. But the Holy Spirit was revealing to me he wants vertical He wants you to get vertical mindfulness, which is how do we view everything in light of our vertical relationship to God and Jesus? Get vertical, mindful, and he will start to reveal maybe where you're stuck. Reveal where there's a ceiling over your life. Reveal different aspects of your life. God is the God of wholeness. He doesn't care about one aspect of your life. He cares about every aspect. But in a world of chaos and fast pace and fast food and go, 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 when are we taking time to be still so we can hear our Father? In 1 Corinthians 2, 14 to 16, it says, but people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit it all sounds foolish to them and they can't understand it. So why are you arguing with them on Facebook? It doesn't say that. That's the message version. But for only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. For in verse 16, it says, who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things For we have the mind of Christ. It's amazing how sometimes we can get distracted by what's going on in the world, but God's just saying, just get with me and get mind, Have mindfulness. Get present with me. Let me reveal some stuff. And what made me realize it was I was so deep in my message because I was so pumped. I wanted to show you what the seven spikes on the crown of the Statue of Liberty meant. And I want to show you like, like Jesus, the shackles are broken for the spirit of oppression to be broken off your life. I mean, I'm like rabbit, which is amazing. I'm going to preach it when God tells me to because I put a lot of work into that message. It was awesome. But God says never awesome if it's not me. And it was me, but not God. And it was amazing because I was getting a little rebellious in my thoughts. It's amazing how many pastoral conversations I've had with just conversations and they didn't want to really hear at all. I was doing that with God last night because I had put the time in. I'd made some decisions and I was already down the rabbit trail I was getting, and I was digging my heels, and I felt the Holy Spirit, say, why are you being rebellious? You need to take that thought captive. Yield it to me. And in the yielding, I was blessed. In the yielding and obedient, God showed me where, and I was like, man, I shouldn't have named my son Maverick, because he's doing the same thing I'm doing right now. He doesn't listen to me. Freaking five years old, I just want to, you know, slap him with the Holy Spirit, but... And thankfully, the Bible has a lot to say about calming our minds and keeping a vertical focus. In Psalm 139, it says, search me, O God, know my heart. How can he if I'm running around like a ping pong ball? The Apostle Paul reminds Christians that they are called to be mindful and live in an awareness of the present. Where does he say that? Philippians 2, 1 through 5. Go read it why we hold men's prayers so we can get presence just for an hour and a half and let God speak to us. I love meditation appears in the Bible in the context of spending time studying the word of God in Psalms 49 or 48.9. He just talks about meditating on your unfailing love. In Psalm 63.6, it says, I lie awake thinking of you, meditating on you through the night. But we let the world take that word and distort it. And God said last night, "Redeem that word. I need my kids to get present with me. They need to get mindfulness and be present, so I can speak to them." He's going to tell you. He's going to reveal something in this service to you. How to get breakthrough where maybe some of the enemies crept in, whether it's your marriage, whether it's your job, whether it's your finances. He's saying, "Do you trust me?" Whatever it is, Paul tells us, be transformed by the renewing of our minds. But what's it look like practically? I can tell you what it looked like for me. I was in the middle of stubbornness. And then I got a word from a pastor, that's how much God loved me. And so in this, this morning, when I woke up immediately, God says, you're gonna drive out despair of my people. So the three quick points, one, our belief drives out despair. Despair is a feeling of hopelessness that makes us wanna give up. And I'm not talking the most extreme is give up on life, but have you given up on a dream? Have you given up on your marriage? Have you given up on one of your kids? Have you given up on a promotion? Have you given up on owning a house, finding your husband or your wife? Have you given up on trying to have a baby? What are you giving up on? It's a compromise God showed me he doesn't want you to give up on anything. He put a dream in your heart because that's the desire of his heart and he knows the desires of your heart. Are we gonna tolerate the lies from the devil or are we gonna stand and oppose? Are we gonna renew our mind? Or are we gonna get it in alignment with the word? Or are we gonna let things crap over, and over our life? We walked in here and in, in worship, we've started to feel it shift and it crack and God started to move in worship Healing starts to happen in our life. What is it for you today? There's only two jobs. Our job is to believe, that's it. God's job is to do the impossible. If we just break it down like Forrest Gump, I need it as simple as possible. Can we just believe? God's job is he's gonna do the impossible. We got between our belief and God doing the impossible, we must lean in and take action. When we move, he moves. The woman with the issue of blood, she had to fight through 12 years. How many know she could have gave up? And then she heard about this man called Jesus. And she, did, she got over feeling sorry for herself. She got up all the negative reports. She, let, she broke loose of that just enough, said, if I can only touch him. Fought her way through a crowd on a hot day, sweating and said, if I can, own, all she had to do was believe. And she believed if I can only touch him. And she was healed in a moment. What are you believing for today? What do you need to touch? Can we get quiet enough to hear today, this morning? Number two, this is what Pastor Keith Kraft wrote me. But we gotta believe God has good things for you. He texted me and he says, you're trying to do something that only God can do yield and see what God will do. And this is a word for your church. So I'm gonna pull it up. This is what messes me. I texted him and said, you messed me up in the best way. I was on a prayer walk asking and seeking a word for my church to help me stay the course. I came in for my walk and your text was waiting me. <sighs> Only Jesus, that's what I text him. But this is what he said to me. Said, good morning, Matt the Great. I am praying for you this morning. Be encouraged today, my friend. Do you trust him? Then he went on and said, Psalms 2713, I would have despaired have I not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for and confidently expect the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for and confidently expect the Lord. Psalm 27 13 through 14. And he says, That was you, but that's not why I'm texting. This is the word I just received for your church. A word based on the word I sent to you. And he says, um, It's October, awaken family. This is the verse he gave me. Read Psalm 6511 in the New Kings James Version until they believe it. You crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. Do you believe that, church? Tell them again for those in the back row. <laughs> you crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. It's October, awakened family. In the next three months, this is a prophetic word for this house. In the next three months, God is going to crown your year with goodness. God is going to cause your past to drip with abundance. And we know that all things work together for good for those that love God to those who are called according to his purpose. When then shall we say to these things, if God is for us, who can be against us? He did not spare his own son, but delivered him for all of us. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Romans eight twenty-eight and the one John Day stole, 31 and 32. He says, tell them to wait on the Lord. Confidently expect God to do what he said he's going to do this year in the name of Jesus. Which brings me down to my third point. That's 544 on my scribble scratch where my other one's professionally typed. Wait on the Lord and confidently expect God to do what he says he's going to do this year. What are the things as I wrap it? Expect, believe, and take action. I want us all to stand as I pray and I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen right now. We gotta shift something for you to get breakthrough. This right here is an altar. I'm gonna have my ministry team come forward. This whole time is about being mindful. What is God saying to you? There's three types of people. One. You didn't hear his voice. And I'm telling you, get still so you can hear it. There's an enemy that's opposing you right now and doesn't want you to find your identity, doesn't want you to have your destiny, doesn't want you to hear from God because God is the source of everything. He wants you to stay stuck. John 10, 10, there is a devil that comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but there is one that's greater. That comes to give life and life more abundantly and i'm telling you if you did not hear his voice when this altar opens in just a minute i want you to come to receive prayer we had a packed altar in the first service people were getting radically transformed healed set free if there's a ceiling over any area of your life you feel stuck i want you to come receive prayer that God is the God of opening heaven over in your life, but there is a devil that opposes you, and we're gonna break that grip right now in the name of Jesus. The second person you heard from God, but maybe you're nervous. Maybe it's a big thing. Maybe you're not sure how you'll get there. God's not asking you, are you sure? I'll show you how to do it. He's just saying, do you trust me? I didn't know what I was preaching on because I knew it wasn't that, but I had to go to bed with rest assurance that he's Jehovah Jireh, my provider, not just financially, that I would wake up and he would provide. When I woke up and I still didn't have a word, I was in my backyard going, God, come on. And I came into a word, that's how good God is. But why would he do, he wants it for every one of us. He's got a word for you today. Is it too much to ask that you seek out on the altar and let God alter your life? The third is you got the word, you know how to do it. Maybe you just need boldness. Come down, get some boldness. Maybe you got it, then we can just seal that deal. The only other people that I want to really highlight is we can't do this walk without Jesus. Jesus is the author and the finisher. He's the beginning and the end. He's the alpha and the omega. He created us. He knows exactly the DNA on the inside of you. He's never given you a spirit of intimidation. He's given you a spirit of courage and boldness. He's given you a sound mind. He wants us to take all those mindfulness thoughts that are keeping you stuck and break them today. But if you've never given your heart to Jesus, when you come down here, we have an altar call team. I'll have my altar call team over here and we'll do ministry over here. I just feel like there's a number of people. Jesus didn't go around and said, raise your hand, you're going to heaven. We are called the disciple people as a church but we want to disciple those that give their life to Christ. Jesus didn't send his son on a cross to die to start another religion. He sent his only begotten son because nothing else was working and he needed to redeem mankind. You can't earn your way into heaven. You can't anything. It's a free gift. It's just saying, Jesus, I need you in my heart. And so I'm going to have my altar call team down here. Right over here, Joe has a book. He has a Bible and a book that actually Pastor Samuel wrote right here. He's not just good looking. He had a lot of revelations but it's a book on next step it's like a quick start guide like what's baptism what's baptism of the Holy Spirit why does this church pray so boldly it's not just for the pastors it's every one of you I'm telling you, how do you build a church that's on fire that's going to be the lampstand on a hill that's going to be a light to shine forth for other people to get encouraged, for other pastors to get boldness to reopen up? How are we going to redeem a city? How are we going to redeem a state that we love that we're not moving? How do we redeem these things? God's looking for men and women of righteousness with boldness. So I'm going to pray, and as I pray, the worship team's going to come down, and then I'm going to have, uh, or the worship team's going to come up, and we're going to worship together. Church is dismissed, but I want to let you know that don't leave here until you feel that you're full with overflow, that you feel a shift in your spirit, that it's just not a shot of faith, but you're going to make a decision to believe. So Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, as we get present with you, Lord, that you will stir us to take action. Some of you, that's action of walking down right now to receive prayer. Some of that's action to have a conversation with your spouse. Some of that's action to forgive somebody. Some of that's action to forgive yourself that you've been beating yourself up. And God says, be done with that. The enemy is intimidating you. God loves you. God, I thank you right now for that testimony of a man and his girlfriend that are here today because they heard a voice from heaven and they're getting to know you. I thank you, Lord, and pray a hedge of protection around them, God, Lord, that the boldness comes on the inside of them for a fresh revelation of what the rest of his life, the best of his life is gonna look like. God, I thank you for each and every person in here that's stirring the gifts on the inside. Lord, let there be power come upon them, God. I thank you for the prophetic voices in this house. God, I thank you for the preachers and the pastors that will raise up out of this house. God, I thank you for the businessmen and the businesswomen that are getting an injection to go after their dreams and they won't back down to intimidation. God, I thank you, Lord, those that need healing emotionally and mentally are healed and set free in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody say...